The day is over, but the night has just begun. This is WTMJ Nights, live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue. Here's your host, Brian Noonan. Well, good evening. Welcome to another week of WTMJ Nights. Glad to be with you. Big show planned. Very short show tonight. Abbreviated, truncated, uh, chopped up. We're here until 7 because there's a lot going on. Of course, the Bucks are on the West Coast. Uh, and uh, we are going to have uh, Bucks Weekly and then Bucks Shootaround and then the game. So we're not going to be here too long. But while we're here, we want you to get involved. 855-616-1620. That's the old National Bank Talk and Text Line. If you call in, you'll be talking to Tommy. He's back. We're here. Uh, described as my boy, I prefer to say my right-hand man, uh, an integral part of the program. Oh. Be- yeah, listen, you are. There's no two ways about it. Now you're going to make me so, cry uh, on air. Well, listen, then you would be right in line with all the Oscar winners last night. We are going to talk about the Oscars, of course, uh, which kind of leads to our text question of the night. If you didn't watch the Oscars last night, what did you watch or what did you do last night instead of watching the Oscars? 855 855- 616-1620. Again, that's the Old National Bank. Talk and text line, Old National Bank. Get old. Uh, I thought, now, last week, Tommy, we, uh, on Monday, first of all, did you have a good weekend? Everything good? You all right? Everything fine? Yeah, yeah, I think so. How about you? Yeah, we're good here. Uh, feeling better than I did last week when we spoke, so that's good. But uh, we started on Roger's Watch last week, and I figured, because of all the information we were getting from uh, up top, that things were going to be happening quick. We ended up being on Roger's watch all last week. Up until Friday night, we were still doing Roger's watch. We're still on Roger's watch today. And this is getting crazy because if you've been reading all day and following everybody, you you heard uh, Wyatt give this report, uh, Greg's report during the newscast. But yes, all kinds of things coming out today that it's done. Even uh, even our own wonderful Eric Bilstead wrote a piece on the WTMJ website saying it's done. It's a done deal. Yeah, it might be on um, Roger's warning by now. Yeah, this is how about Roger's uh how about Roger's fatigue as we have every year. I mean, we knew this was going to be dragging out this long, didn't we? I mean, we could have assumed uh, yeah, this yeah, by now. Yeah, cuz he's a prima donna. Just make your decision. You're either doing it or you're not. So I'm reading on Packers Wire, I'm reading on ESPN, I'm reading all these things today because we, of course, have we're on hyper alert as to what's going to happen. Um, but you heard this now, uh, Trey Wingo, which is a great name uh, for any sort of broadcaster or reporter, he reported that the uh, he reported first that the Jets and Rogers were having a, a conversation last week, which they did. He is also he reported earlier today that it was a done deal. Um, he was out there on his own, nobody else. Then Adam Schefter said, "Yes, things are things are going. Uh, there's no actual there's there's no actual proof. Nobody's confirmed it. You know, just a lot of conflicting reports. I still say he's going to be a Jet." I thought it would have happened earlier, but I I was sure he was going to be a Jet. Tommy, you seem to think uh, you're 
your mind has changed a little bit since last week. Sure, yeah, I definitely think the scenario ends with him not playing for the Packers next season. I will say that, but okay, I, I would say that while maybe last week I was 80% sure he'd be a Jet, I'm now at 65% sure, and the other part of me is now wondering if retirement's in the air. Really? It's just that why would it take so long, and it's the only team that's expressed interest in him, and if he'd want to just get started, why wouldn't he go as soon as possible and get on with this already? And now well, with the, 40, or, uh, the former 49ers quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo signed with the Raiders today, I mean, that yeah. gives more leverage to Green Bay as well with that, too. Don't yeah, want to miss out on the next guy. No, but he's going to go. He's, you know, I Jordan think so Love's going to be their quarterback. For sure. He He's going to go. Uh, he's, you know, he's going to play it out. He doesn't want to have to go to mini camp. He doesn't want, you know. There's a lot of time before stuff. football starts again. I completely understand that. And he would have to turn down $59 million. Again, I still think the most likely scenario is he's a Jet. But if retirement were to come out of this... I would be less surprised than last week. Well, is it? I'm I'm trying to recall how he ended the season. Was he in? Was his health fine at the end? Well, remember he had the thumb injury throughout the right. whole year that was kind of nagging sure. on it, and obviously the season ended in Green Bay, losing to Detroit. I I think that he's healthy now. At least there shouldn't be an excuse for him or anything that we don't know about him being unhealthy. It's just that. You know, not a lot of quarterbacks make it as long as Tom Brady did it, and he made it look pretty easy. He is 38 years old, and in football terms, that's getting near the end of your career. Yeah, that's ancient. But you know, if you could, if you could make 50 some million dollars playing one more season, right? I, I get it. That's 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 the kind of money you put in one more season, and you're set. You know, on top of all the money he's already made. You know, he's probably set now. Who am I kidding? I don't know how much a darkness retreat costs or uh, an ayahuasca pilgrimage. I don't I don't know how much any it's of those probably costs, cheaper in South America. Yeah, and I'm guessing he's got the money to cover it. Correct. You know, there's got to be... I'm sure somebody was watching Aaron Rodgers' money as his career unfolded and uh, making smart investments for Almost him. too much money to lose on top of it, too. Right. So, but fifty? What'd you say? Fifty nine million? Fifty nine million next year. Fifty nine million. You you can't walk away from fifty nine million. Agreed. You know, that's even if you don't want to play, you sign. You go. Oh, my thumb still hurts. You go. Oh, that's too bad. So, not that he would do that. I'm not. You know, maybe I'm. Maybe I'm admitting too much. But that could be. Uh, that could be what uh, what's happening. So we're going to keep an eye on everything, and you will hear it here first on WTMJ. Well, probably second, because one of these uh, ESPN guys who are constantly on their phone trying to get the scoop, because everybody's, everybody's working on it, trying to get that figured out. So we will see. But according to, uh, according to all the sources now, and I was just on ESPN uh, on Twitter, and they are... They're giving out all the, uh, you know, they've got the breaking news on everybody, but nothing on, uh, nothing on our man, Aaron Rodgers. You know, Adam Schefter is all over it. So, you know, uh, I, Michael says I'd work my entire life twice for fifty nine million dollars. Yeah, that's that's probably true. A couple of people, a uh, couple of people jumping into our text question of the night. Which is, if you didn't watch the Oscars last night, what did you watch or do? Uh, 
from the 920 watch Night of the Generals, a 1966 movie. Uh, from the 708, hello, hello. Uh, 262 said, I had a colonoscopy on a Sunday night? Come on. I figured I would spend my time in a better way, and I kind of assimilate the two events, award shows and colonoscopies, the same way. Jeff in Fox Point says, I watched The Last of Us, which, no spoilers, I have to watch that uh, later tonight. Your Honor, and then uh, about half of the consultant series with Christoph Waltz. Oh, Your Honor is such a good show. Your Honor is so great. Great first season. Great. Have you watched any of the second season? Not very impressed with the second oh, season, to be honest. Really? Yeah. First season was just too good. I I, it, I heard that it was supposed to be a limited series, and it wasn't supposed to come back for a second season, but okay. it was so popular, they made a second season, and it kind of feels that way. A little bit, except, I mean, now, the first few episodes did not. The first few episodes, I thought, were a really good continuation of what happened at the end of last season. Uh, now it's getting, uh, the episode the other night was a little absurd. And I, I just like, thought oh, no. the first season was one of the better suspenseful TV shows I've watched in a long time and found myself binge watching the entire first season in two days, something along those okay, lines. Yeah. It, it, I had to figure out what happened the next episode every time I watched it. I, I agree. I we were, and I loved. You know, I think Brian Cranston is great. Uh, had the opportunity w to work with him once on an episode of Malcolm in the Middle. Wow. Do you like how I throw out the odd flex yeah, now and then? Tommy? Bill Murray, Brian Cranston. I mean, yeah, what, geez, how many of the Oscar uh, people did you know yesterday? Uh, well, I designed The Rock's pink satin jacket. Nice, so nice. How about that? that what was, about that dress that was blocking everyone's view in the middle? Did you design that uh, one, too? I didn't even know who that was until today. It's some sort of singer. Yes. Tenen? Thames. Thames. Thames, Tenen, Ten Royal Tenenbaums. Yes, Thames. Uh, I would have been... And I know we're jumping around. Stay with us, folks. We you gotta be you gotta be limp, nimble and limber if you're gonna listen to this program because we we go off on. Tangents. We're kind of like everything, everywhere, all at once. <laughs> that is exactly that is exactly what this show is. I would have been I would have been poking that giant cumulus cloud hat with a with a pin. Uh, I would have been throwing things at it if I had. To, I don't know if they can bring uh, any sort of refreshments into the Dolby Theater. I'd have been trying to. Get M and M's caught up in there. It, it was how rude. First of all, I mean, you're talking to a bunch of fans who wear cheese heads to games too. So I don't know if they can relate necessarily too because well, okay, I'm a big but advocate wearing a cheese those. head to a wearing a cheese head to a game is fine. A big outdoor football game. Plus, the cheese heads sit pretty much flat on your head. You know, they they come up a, a little. But it's not like that thing that woman had on, you could have shown, I hope they were showing the Oscars on the back of that for the people who were sitting behind her. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So at least they could see. It'd be like being at a concert and having the the giant off screen or a giant screen off to the side. Hers was just on the back of her head. It was like the easiest game of Where's Waldo ever whenever you saw the audience. I saw somebody tweet, and I can't remember who it was, that Glenn Close had to bow out of the Oscars because of COVID, but her character, the lady in the stands from The Natural, was still there. Nice. So <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, Tem Thames, stop it. Uh, back to back to Your Honor and me, you know, hanging out with Brian Cranston on set. Uh, no big nice deal. Guy. 
yeah, no big deal. Just a regular Thursday. No, nothing, you know. Seems like a nice guy. Order. Very wholesome. He was, very, one, he's a great actor. He's a gamer. That guy on Malcolm in the Middle, they did everything to him. You know, they covered him with honey. They swarmed with bees. They everything. And he was just fantastic. And then to go from that absurdist comedy to all these great dramatic roles, I think is fantastic. So he was he's great in Your Honor, even this season. And it has gotten, like I said, after the first few episodes, it's getting a little convoluted. So I'm praying that they just end it at two. Um, but... I find myself, because it takes place in New Orleans, uh, every episode I'm seeing places that I recognize. Sure. So for me, there's that extra level of, oh, hey. Like the other night, I was like, oh, there's Cosmetto's, this oyster joint on okay. Magazine Street. That makes sense. Uh, so that to me is that to me is part of the fun. So, But I'm, I'm with you. So somebody was watching, Your Honor. We've got the text question tonight. Let's take a quick break. we got a lot to get to and not a lot of time. It's WTMJ Nights. I'm thinking it's time for a change. Get out of the rain. All right, here's a couple of uh, responses to our text question of the night. You can respond too throughout the show, 855 616 1620. That's the old National Bank talk and text line. The question of the night is if you didn't watch the Oscars, what did you watch or do last night? Uh, I was watching two hours of All in the Family. The Oscars just don't excite me that much anymore. So I watched Archie. Uh, Very funny, that from Doug. I simultaneously watched both the Oscars on TV and the extended three-hour post-NCAA selection coverage on CBS Sports Network via my phone uh, regarding the Oscars. I think everything, everywhere, all at once won most everything, mainly because it was a creative, artsy film conceived and created by a very diverse group of filmmakers using diverse actors more so than because it was a great end product. I found it overstimulating, confusing, and downright stressful to watch. All right. The 4-8-0 watch Knight Rider. Wow. Okay. Nothing from uh, this century excited you? You went back? I enjoyed a martini and read the history of the Renaissance. Tommy, who knew we had such classy, erudite listeners? Yeah. I yeah, should have sounds known. like it. We we got a big wide range listener listener audience. I, I do. We go from Knight Rider to I read a history of the Renaissance. That I love it. I love the uh, the wide range. Uh, Al says he switched between the pool and the hot tub at the Sybaris. Hello, Al. What were you doing? Perhaps you said too much. Yes, Al. You may have. No, you didn't say enough, Al. Quite frankly, we uh, we know. Um, Taylor, why didn't Jimmy Kimmel ask people behind Cloud Lady if they could see? That would have been clever and funny. You're right. It probably would have been clever and funny. Uh, We're going to get into the Oscars after the news. Before we do that, though, last week on Tuesday, Tommy regaled us with a, a, a horrific tale of the government trying to seize his assets. By that, I mean he was getting a bill for cleaning up uh, outside of his home after somebody else hit his parked car. Uh, we were enraged, as you know. Um, Tommy, do you have an update on this situation? Uh, yeah, so at the end of the week last week, I did get back in contact with my alder person talking about the situation at hand. kind of feels like they were starting to understand my point of view, feeling a little better about it. Out of the office today and tomorrow, but they're back in uh, they're back in on Wednesday, and there is 
now proposals to change the city ordinance that would charge people $500 for cleanup for parked cars on the road. Nice. Look at you. I know. I feel very proactive. You are. You're changing You're changing history. Perhaps you get on the ballot. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about making a mayor run now. This might be my, my time to go in on it. They needed a young firebrand like yourself no, to get no in there. No one like go. me. No one like me, no. Nope. And you're going to go, listen, I, I've already been an instrument of change in this town. Yeah, I, I can, can put do it more. on my, my policy resume. I, I got it right there. I love it. I think that's great. Well, congratulations, uh, because I know last week you thought nobody was paying attention to you, and nothing hurts worse than people not paying attention to you. So I'm glad it's I'm glad it's working out. So you are they still expecting you to pay and then saying, well, we're going to change the law down the road? No. So it is actually a freeze on the bill right now. So the days I have to pay it is not increasing while this, I don't know, the best word I can think of is investigation is going on, but it's yeah. not quite that. Uh, and I'm pretty confident that it sure looks like I got enough public tread and uh, clout behind it that I'm not going to have to pay this. Nice. But now Very I'm probably going to have to double the pay and pay $1,000 for it. So no, we'll you're see. Gonna, you're going to be good. You're, uh, that's terrific. I'm very happy. I'm glad we don't have to uh, drop the full might of our broadcasting empire down on them, that they're coming to to their senses by themselves. Well, someone had to keep them accountable, right? That's true. And that someone is you. Look at you. I can't wait. I can't wait till you run for mayor. If, if we lived in the same county or in the same city, would you vote for me? You know I'd vote for you. 100%. Okay, cool. Just, just if one hundred percent. If, if you, you were running, and I just because I know you, I would vote for you too. I don't even care what your policies will be. <laughs> be careful what you say now, because I'll hold you to it. <laughs> we got to take a quick break. Then it's news time. It's WTMJ nights. And the trumpets they go. Brian Noonan, WTMJ Nights. We are here just until 7 o'clock tonight. Then it's Bucks Weekly with our good friend Justin Garcia. Then it's Bucks Shootaround at 8 o'clock. And then the Bucks are on the West Coast. So uh, we'll be doing a lot of different schedule this week. Some short shows, some a little longer. But we're here, and you're here, and you need to jump in if you want to talk to us about the Oscars. 855-616-1620. It's the old National Bank talking text line. Uh, Tommy, let's let's get this out of the way. We're going to go yes or no. Did you enjoy the Oscars last night? I will start and say that for the first time in a long time, I watched the I watched pre-show and I watched the Oscars and I enjoyed the Oscars last night. I think it was I think it, overall it was good. There's some things that we will nitpick, but um Overall, an enjoyable evening. Your thoughts? Yeah, so admittingly, I did not watch the pre-show, and I don't remember the last time I watched the Oscars. I decided, because I was already at my brother's house, he had it on in the background right when it was just starting, I would hang out and watch it there because I figured it would be a good topic for today. And I I didn't think it was overly painful to watch. I don't know if that's a compliment or not, but... (laughs) I, no, it's good. That's a good. That's based on past Oscars. Not overly painful is a low bar, well, but it's a bar that has to be cleared. Three and a half hours is a long time to sit down and just yes. commit to something anyway. And I watched pretty much the entire thing, and 
I thought it went all right. You know, a couple of breaks to look at my phone, maybe during the technical awards or whatnot. But I, I had a good time during it, and I was curious to watch it, especially because I am such a big fan of everything, everywhere, all at once. Anytime I heard it, I had to peek up. <laughs> are are you being serious? Did you? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm a big fan of the movie. I, I actually right. really like it. I have to watch it. I've heard, I've heard people like you who love it. I've heard people that say I don't get it. It's very confusing. Um, you know, I enjoy. I like that they won a bunch of stuff last night. But let's let's start at the beginning. You did not watch. I don't know why my wife was. Uh, all day as we're doing, uh, we're working around the house, we're doing laundry, cleaning, we're uh, doing, I'm running errands. She kept saying, oh, oh, it's almost time for the red carpet. And I'm like, what? She's never been that way. But yesterday, for some reason, she wanted to watch some of the red carpet coverage. Uh, so I made sure I had everything done. We sat down. Uh, first of all, the red carpet coverage is horrible. Yeah, not for me. It, it's painful. They hire, like, I was flipping between ABC and E. Uh, and E, forget about it. Once Joan Rivers died, they should have stopped it. Because they have these four people. Granted, I, you know, I'm not the demographic. I don't know who these people were talking about fashion. I don't know who the two women were that were on the, uh, the champagne-colored carpet talking about people's outfits. But it was unbearable. So I'm jumping back and forth, and ABC uh, was just as unbearable. They had Vanessa Hudgens uh, kind of anchoring this thing. They had an entertainment reporter from L.A. who's been an entertainment reporter in L.A. for ABC forever, George Panacchio. Um, not good. And they had Ashley Graham interviewing people. Now, Ashley Graham, if you don't know, she's a, a model. She's been in Sports Illustrated. Uh, she's a, a beautiful woman. You're beautiful. But um, they hire people who are not interviewers. And they put a producer in their ear, and they just feed them stuff to ask. And it's all very banal, all just just awful. It's all kissing up to the actors and the Academy. And it just... Ugh. And you can tell that these people have no skill at improvising or really asking questions. And a lot of the actors and the producers and directors and stuff, they kind of play along and oh, it's so cute, did this and that. And so there's uh there's Ashley Graham looking good. You know, uh, uh, People could uh, people could debate her outfit. I found it very attractive, and um, she starts talking to Hugh Grant. Now Hugh Grant, charming. I think we can all agree, but uh, not. He doesn't seem to suffer fools very well, and this was probably one of the. There were two really uncomfortable moments in the entire night. This was number one, and this what is what it sounded like. You are a veteran of the Oscars, and you've been here a few times. Yeah. What's your favorite thing about coming to the Oscars? Um, well, uh, <laughs> it's fascinating. It's uh, it's uh, uh, the whole of humanity is here. It's uh, <laughs> it's Vanity Fair. Oh, all right. it's all about Vanity yeah. Fair. Yes, that's where we let loose. 
Hold on one second, Tommy. All right, there's the first. That's like the the second injustice. First was told, oh yeah, you're you're a veteran of the Oscars. You've been here a few times. Then you is like, yeah, okay, whatever. Uh, and he makes a Vanity Fair reference. Vanity Fair is an English novel. It follows the lives of two people among amid their friends and families during and after the war. Um, she thought he was talking about the magazine where they go to party. So if you get a chance to see this and you look at his face, he's just exasperated. He's like, oh boy. First of all, she asked me, you know, what's the most exciting part? There is none. I hate coming here, but I have to do it for work. It's like a work party that you must attend. You're there for hours. You have to get all dressed up. And then you've got to, you know, talk to people on the red carpet who you normally would not give the time of day to. All right, Tommy, thank you. Continue. Have a little bit of fun. Um, what are you most excited to see tonight? To see? Yeah, well, I know that you probably watched a few of the movies. Are you excited to see anybody win? Do you have your hopes up for anyone? Um, not, not, no, no one in particular. Okay, well, what are you wearing tonight then? Just my suit. Your suit? Who yeah. made your suit? You didn't make it. Um, I can't remember. My tailor. That's okay. Yeah. Ta shout out to the tailor. Yeah. Um, so tell me, what does it feel like to be in Glass Onion? It was such an amazing film. I really loved it. I love a thriller. How fun is it to shoot something like that? Well, I'm barely in it. I'm in it for about three seconds. Yeah, but still, <laughs> you showed up and you had fun, right? Uh, almost. Okay. All yeah. right. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much. It was nice to talk to you. Yeah. All right. Back to you guys. Yeah. At one moment, she finally realized that this was going absolutely nowhere. And she didn't. She either didn't have the time or the tools or the ability to get it to go right. And he was not going to help her out, you know, with the... You've already you've already choked on your first couple questions. Then to drop the "Who are you wearing?" question on Hugh Grant. Stop it. People are saying he was such a jerk. I don't think he was a jerk. I think he was, uh, you know, like I said before, he was a prickly. He uh, doesn't suffer fools, and this was he was begrudgingly having to do this because it's a work thing. And when when you don't know that he's only in the movie for about three minutes. You don't make a big thing about it. You just, you move on. You ask him what he's presenting, what he's, you know, those kind of questions. But it was just bad. But I don't think Hugh Grant was out of line, you know, and I don't, I don't fault Ashley Graham. I fault the producers for putting her in that situation. I thought she did an all right job for what he was giving her, too. Yeah. I mean, were, obviously her questions were She was were not pretty... prepared to, to run into somebody who was not going to be completely right. yes. uh, forthcoming. She handled herself all right, though. I wasn't really flustered by it. She finally just moved on from it. Right. No, she's... Listen, she's... Uh, I don't know. I've never, I've never seen her... And this is... I don't mean this to sound sexist or anything. I've never seen her do anything more than model. You know, I've seen her in pictures. I've seen that kind of stuff. I've never seen her actually... I know she does other things, but... Um, I just thought I thought people were looking for something to make a big deal about, and they decided to go after Hugh Grant. And I don't think Hugh Grant was uh, really at fault. So I enjoyed, like I said, I enjoyed the Oscars. Full uh, full disclosure, I watched Jimmy Kimmel, at least his monologue, 
pretty much every night. So I'm a fan of Jimmy Kimmel. There's something about him that I like. He seems, I know, oh, I know if, uh, I know if you're uh, a supporter of the former president, you don't like Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, people say he's uh, he's uh, liberal, he's left-wing, blah, blah, blah. I think he's funny. I think his show is funny. And I thought he did a really good job of hosting. Because you're coming back after a year where the whole the whole Oscars will always be remembered for the slap. So now you've got to come back. You've already you're you've already told people that listen, we're going to the Academy audience wanted all the awards brought back. So it you know, it could be long. We got 23 awards to give out. He didn't make it about himself. He wasn't trying to, it wasn't hey, look at me because he hosts a show every day. He knows how to be an MC. He knows how to bring people out. He knows how to make people feel good. He knows how to get some laughs. And he moved on. And he did address the slap pretty early in the monologue. We know this is a special night for you. We uh, want you to have fun. We want you to feel safe. And most importantly, we want me to feel safe. So we have strict policies in place. If anyone in this theater commits an act of violence at any point during the show, you will be awarded the Oscar for Best Actor <laughs> and permitted to give a 19-minute long speech. No, but seriously, the Academy has a crisis team in place. If anything unpredictable or violent happens during the ceremony, just do what you did last year. Nothing. <laughs> Sit there and do absolutely nothing. Maybe even give the assailant a hug. That made me laugh so hard when he said, just do nothing. Do absolutely nothing. Because nobody did anything to Will Smith last year. So I thought that was, I thought he did a very nice job with that. Um, there were some of the, some of the bits that they do for the Oscars are just so old and hackneyed that I, I, you know, I don't think you, I liked what he parachuted in at the beginning. I thought that was great. Um, I liked a lot of the jokes. The end joke. I didn't with the with the bulletin board where they switched it over, you know, years without an incident at the yes, Oscars the, or whatever. At the, yeah. end, at the end, that was very funny. Somebody from the two six two texted in about that too. The number of incident free days. Uh, I thought that was funny. I didn't. I didn't like the questions from viewers, only because I think if he had just stuck stuck with the celebrities, it would have been okay. Somebody should have known that Malala for all the wonderful things she has accomplished, is not a comedic powerhouse. Yeah, she was not feeling that vibe at all. Right. I don't I don't know if, you know, she's only 24, so you've got that going. You've got, this was a woman who was almost assassinated by the Taliban. You Leave her out of the bit, you know? You can still do the bit. You can talk to Jessica Chastain. You can talk to Colin Farrell. He was a pretty good sport all night. Um you could have picked another celebrity. Uh, you know, you could have talked to Short Round. He would have loved it, you know, or The Whale. But that was that was a misstep, and I thought the Robert Blake joke was really bad, you know. Yeah, that was that just was uh, oof. Yeah, it was just like, one, he was never really a – I mean, he did some movies, but he was never really a movie guy. Plus, the murder happened a long time ago. So, you know uh, – that, that it's not timely. It's not. It's not a good enough joke 
to bring it back. You know, it would have been like if he had, if he had done a Menendez brothers joke. It's like, okay, that's that's done. But those were you know small missteps. I do think he's I do think he's really good at it, and I liked that there were not too many slap jokes. There were enough, um, but there was other stuff thrown in, and I like that he he's good at taking you know throwing a punch at somebody and then compliment. It's like the the uh, steel fist in the velvet glove. So I thought he had some of those. How'd you how did how would you grade Kimmel, Tommy? It's all right. Yeah. I I I'm more of the Ricky Gervais type to want to host one of those to be fair, but that sounds yeah. like, you know, you would rather it be about the show than about the person. I'm, you know, kind of the other way around. No, I loved when Ricky Gervais hosted the Golden Globes. Uh I think after last year they needed they needed this kind of old school host. I mean, if they really wanted numbers, they would have had Chris Rock host it. <laughs> yeah, he wouldn't have come back. Not a chance. Not a chance. Could've I don't think they could have. Well, yeah. I don't know. I think this was a smart way to go because Kimmel is starting to prove that he's kind of that old school Billy Crystal, Johnny Carson, Bob Hope kind of host. He's not gonna. He's not gonna offend. He's not gonna. It's gonna come out because. This kind of show, they want the stars and the movies. It it's about them. All right, we got to take a break. Things are going crazy. We should have we should have just spent the whole hour talking about the Oscars. We'll get to a, a couple more little clips and uh, do some more stuff. But we got to do this first. It's WTMJ nights. I'm so glad to know you. All right, just a few more minutes. Uh, Tommy, anything else stand out? To you from the Oscars last night? Oh, well, I was big thinking, disappointments, big thrills. Uh, nothing really too disappointing. Like I said, I was kind of rooting for everything, everywhere, all at once. It was a good show. Um, I, I guess I got to watch the Western Front now on Netflix or what, yeah, whatever that was. I do that too. won a lot of awards. I, that was a good one. But I seriously, I went and looked back at the best picture movies, and I'm not very much of a movie buff. I think the last best, best picture movie I saw was Spotlight. I saw Argo as well when that okay. came out. So I don't see him very often, but when I had one that I knew was really good, had a lot of critically acclaimed good reviews, I was kind of rooting for everything everywhere all at once. There you go. Well, I'm gonna somebody somebody texted in that it was the worst movie they've ever seen. Oh my I'm, gosh. I am gonna watch it. I also I did like Lady Gaga's performance. Somebody texted in her the the stripped down no makeup thing see her because she was so glamorous on the red carpet and then she just no makeup in jeans and I didn't even remember that song was in Top Gun Maverick but it was fantastic um, the Rihanna song also really good that was a good one I liked Lenny Kravitz doing the in memoriam I was disappointed in uh, Angela Bassett uh, being a sore loser mm -hmm. basically I didn't like that. Uh, I also had enough of Brendan Fraser. Uh, his speech was awful. Do you, I know we we got to get rolling. Do you have any of that for us? Uh, yeah, here I can, I can pull it up in a second here. All right. Yeah, I was I was done with him, and uh, just all the all the whale puns. We get it. You were in a movie about the whales, called Whale. Uh, ratings. Somebody texted in how the ratings compare. Ratings were up twelve percent over last year. So the ratings were doing good. You know what, Tommy? We don't have. Uh, we got to get going. No problem. So thank you for 
Thank you for looking for that. But yeah, I don't want to, you know, he he was just a dolt. He's, I don't know. But, you know, it's overall good time. Good time for me watching the Oscars last night. All right, Tommy, we'll be back tomorrow night. We'll be back here at 6. You're going to be hanging around because Justin Garcia is coming up after the news with Bucks Weekly. Then it'll be Bucks Shootaround and then the Bucks from the West Coast. Aaron Rodgers' watch continues. I'll talk to you tomorrow night. Have a great one. It's